Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is for us a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal right of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18 I love the way this passage tells us how to keep our focus and attention, where our heart and mind should be, and ultimately brings assurance to the fact that even though we are going through life where we where we are still experiencing physical pain or trauma, at the end of the day, we know that it is temporary and that this is not something that we have to endure forever. And in fact, actually, the more trial we go through in this world, the greater is our reward for eternity. The beauty of seeing the outward man who is perishing away as the body withers and dies, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. As I was trying to think of the experience, how do I, how do I convey the idea in this verse? The only thing I could imagine was imagine entering into a room where as you enter in, time and space stand still. Where all of a sudden the struggles of this life and the pains just fade away. Now while you're in this space, you're still experiencing this life and the things going on, but it doesn't matter anymore. While you are in this room, all your needs are fulfilled and you are filled with a sense of peace and assurance that everything in life is going to be okay. This, I believe, is the experience of coming into God's presence. This is the experience where we can watch ourselves go through trials and the affliction feels light. And it even feels as if it's momentary. It's something that we only have to deal with while we are on this world. And we know that this is not our home. This is but a temporary experience for us. And the last half of this portion takes an interesting concept. It says, while we do not yet look to the things which are seen, but look to the things which are not seen. This idea of being able to see that which is invisible, how it's almost an oxymoron statement. Like, how do you expect me to look at something I can't see? But I like the way Christ puts it as, can we see the wind? Do you see something that can't be seen? And even if it's not something that we can behold with our eyes, does that make its effect and the results of those effects any less real? Can we see how God's hand is at work when we cannot see the hand of God? So what is this thing that is drawing our attention to? What is the thing that we're supposed to be looking for and we cannot see? Well, perhaps you are thinking, well, maybe it's Christ. We can't see Christ right now. He's up in heaven. We're here. So maybe we're, this is a, a metaphor for drawing our attention heavenward and we're to look to God and have faith in who is up there. Look with our spiritual eyes. And yeah, I'd say that's, that's right to a degree. But I would actually take it a step further. I would look to 1 Corinthians 13 verse 12. 
Now, anybody who studied 1 Corinthians 13 knows that this is the love chapter. This is the chapter where we see the actions and motives, and we see the character. What is the essence of love made of? Verse 12 gives us a little insight here. For now we see as in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. Now this passage is being given to us after we've just read all the descriptors and explanations of what love looks like. So does love meet the criteria of the thing that is unseen? Well, who can see love? Nobody, as far as I know. So then, how do we know love exists? That we look at the characteristics and we say that while we cannot see the emotion of love, we can see the effects of love. We can see its power at work in the lives and hearts and minds of those who do things and actions out of genuine love. And so here is where we see the character. Here is where we see the manifestation, the molding of the unseen. In 2 Corinthians, it continues, For these things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. There is one thing you will take from this world. There is one thing all of us will carry on if we do not make it to that day when Christ returns. And that one thing is the thing that can't be seen, touched, or even heard. And it's your character. It is the core of who you are as a person. And I think as we practice, as we exercise character traits, our generosity, our kindness, our faithfulness, our goodness, our self-control, our love, all of these things are developing and exhibiting the unseen character from within. And only the character that is made of love will be able to enter in to the presence of love. And so when we're looking at this passage, we are seeing here the depiction, the descriptors that are bringing us to the realization, the moment where we say, I want to be in the presence of love, and I want to focus my attention on Him. Father in heaven, Lord, as we have examined this passage, we ask that you would fill us with your character, fill us with your goodness, fill us with the love of Christ. A love that is felt and experienced, but unseen. A love that changes our hearts and the lives of those around us, because it is not us anymore, but you that is living through us. Give us this day your love, O Lord, so that we might be reflectors of that love back to the world around us, and we might all join you one day as we stand in the presence of your mercy, your grace, and your love. Thank you, Father, for filling us with your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.